The Red Shirted Podcast is created by three passionate high school seniors whose lives revolve all around their love for professional and collegiate athletics. Our host consists of second-string quarterback Max Bertensino, his trusty alignment Richard Jaquez, and loving support from student section leader Zedrick Ahmed. Round one has come to a close, and as many picks came as expected, there are a few choices that have left the fan bases around the league scratching their heads for justification. We focus on the highlights, the unexpected, and the downright awful picks of the night as we glance at the talent left on the board for round two. This is the Redshirt Podcast. Welcome back to the Redshirt Podcast. Today we are talking about all things first round NFL draft. It was um, a little bit weird, I'm not going to lie, with it being virtual the whole time. What did you guys think of the first ever virtual NFL draft? It was pretty cool. Uh, I I liked it. It was it was it was different. Of course, it's gonna be different, but the atmosphere was it it, it was off. It was definitely off for sure. It I, definitely was off. It was really awkward because you'd hear them announce the draft pick, and then they'd go to the live shot of the draft pick's house. Yeah. And they weren't even reacting. Sitting in the living yeah. room because of the time delay, so they weren't reacting in real time. That was kind of awkward. I'm not gonna. Lie. And I was yeah, getting, yeah. I was getting the tweet of the player getting drafted before it happened, like on my television. Uh, yeah. Underrated part of the night. Speaking of like looking into people's homes, was CD Lamb grabbing <laughs> his phone out of his girl's hand. CD Lamb has to be a hall of famer. Hilarious. He has to be a hall of famer. <laughs> and what's even funnier is you know his girlfriend saw that blowing up on Twitter, so C D Lamb had to come out and tweet saying it wasn't like that on Twitter because I uh, guarantee his girlfriend got upset about cap. it. That whole thing made me laugh. Hall of Fame cap. I think I was definitely it was definitely a little different just having like boo Roger Goodell through the TV since no one I was thought there that was really, really cool. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> until they, I didn't think that's it for a second, yeah. A lot of what Roger Goodell said was a little weird. He looked like he was like a a off the whole night, but that was one of the funniest parts when he like had everybody boo. Like I appreciate that he can. Like, I appreciate he can um, take hate. Yeah, that he can enjoy that and like understand the tradition of that. I think it was, that was a cool part of the night. I think one part that was like really awkward to me was uh, it was when there was the St. Jude kid who like recovered from cancer. I think it was like the Browns who was like announcing their pick or whatever. And mm-hmm. it like it cut back into Roger Goodell, and he was like just talking to someone off camera, and he just sounded like a robot. It was so well, weird. The other, I agree. The other weird part was the Miami Dolphins' second pick when they took Austin Jackson out of USC. They showed him talking to the Dolphins fans, and before he even us pick, he goes, "We got some help from Tua right here." Oh yeah, I was like Roger, <laughs> like you haven't even said the pick yet. You can't say that on live TV. <laughs> yeah, but. Anyways, so that was a little weird. Should we get into some of the picks, I feel like? All right, so obviously top... first first overall was Joe Burrow. No surprise. I think the first, like, ten picks were relatively – everyone thought I was going to – Andrew Thomas to the Giants was a little bit weird. I want to talk sense. about how I, – I did not like that, Andrew Thomas. I, I want to talk about how the Panthers missed out on Isaiah Simmons. Oh I don't think they missed out. I don't think. They I missed think they. Out. Well, I slept on it, and the pick makes sense. But exactly. if you think about it, you lost Luke Keekley. Thomas Davis is not there anymore. I, is Shaq Thompson still on the team? Shaq Thompson's still on the team. Okay, so so here's my whole take on that: is <clears throat> this was never a 
deep linebacker class to begin with. This is a very shallow linebacker class. But Isaiah Simmons but, was the best linebacker in the class. But I think Isaiah Simmons is going to be a safety in the NFL. Just really? wait till that happens. On the I Cardinals, so. I think he's going to be a linebacker. But, is, well, the Cardinals but, spent their whole offseason working on their front seven. But Derek Brown is player. the guy. I really, I, even then, I think it's still going to be the same thing into the NFL, just him keep switching around wherever. I, I still don't, I don't – I can't see him being locked down into one position even in the NFL. I agree. <laughs> he is, an, he is I, an elite athlete that can play anywhere, bro. Going back to the Panthers, I feel like Derek Brown kind of solidifies that D line, which they desperately need. Yeah. They've had questions, especially a D tackle for a and while And losing now. Gerald McCord to free agency. Yeah, so they definitely needed a D tackle there. And I feel like he's – I mean, you watch the tape on him, and he's in the – like I said, I talked about this in our pre-draft podcast. He's in the backfield every single play. Yeah. This guy's strong. There's a little bit of pass rush concerns, but the impact he's going to make, especially in the run game, I feel like was worth it for the Panthers. And uh, when I was talking to my dad about it last night, I said, no matter what, they're taking Derek Brown, even if Isaiah Simmons is on the board, and they did. So I they did miss on Isaiah Simmons, but I think they got the guy they wanted. I looked at a couple Panthers fan pages. It looked pretty upset. But I mean, they definitely looked upset. Can't, can't I think really that was get a bit a, of a knee. It was a big. I think knee. that was a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, but it was a lot. I think that's how it is with a lot of these picks. Yeah, two so two big picks. surprises I had from the first ten picks. Number one was Andrew Thomas being the first offensive lineman off the board. I see. I, thought, I yeah, the Giants see that. Take, the Giants are going to take an offensive lineman. He's not even the best. In the, take uh, Jedrick Wills Jr. I think that would have been such a bad I, I think he was the best overall tackle. I do see Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas can also play guard. But I think um, – sorry. I think Tristan Wilfs was the best offensive lineman, in my opinion, just because of how athletic he is. But Andrew Thomas um, – you want to protect your franchise quarterback, who they believe is Daniel I mean, Jones. At the end of the day, there were four offensive tackles that everyone considered were above the rest. Yeah. Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wills, Mekhi Becton, and Tristan Wirfs. And you kind of saw leading up to it, there's just a lot of controversy surrounding all four of who is the best. So I feel like they just, I guess they, they went had a with their guy. With Andrew Thomas or something. Yeah, so I think they went with their guy. Who was your other surprise in the top ten, Richard? C.J. Henderson going ninth. Really, him being the first court, like first, um, the second corner off the board. Sorry, I thought that, um, the Jaguars would help Gardner Minshew a little bit by either drafting a receiver, maybe getting some O line help, because their their defense is pretty weak, but offense does score points. So I thought they would look like towards the offensive side of the ball. I wasn't really offense. Offense does score points. I receiver, they do have DJ Chark. Yeah. And I feel like we could see the Jaguars take a day two offensive lineman. But, like, this offseason, the Jaguars' defense is just blowing up. No Jalen Ramsey, no Calais Campbell, no Yannick. Um, I don't forget his last name. They have the AJ Boyers. The- they do. But other than that, that Jacksonville defense just really lacks an identity right now. So, I feel like – I think C.J. Henderson can bring that identity to them. So, I, I do like that pick. I understand it kind of came out of nowhere, but I think I like that pick. For on, the on the topic of defense, that's where I – because I'm a Lions fan. That's where I start to think back to this pick, and I'm not – don't get me wrong. Jeff Okuda is just elite, right? 
I think he's going to do really good in the NFL. But it makes me think back to the Darius Slade trade, at least for the Lions. And I feel like we're right back where we started. We get rid of well, we get rid of Slade, just get another cornerback, and I I feel like there was no improvement at all. Well, that's basically what you did. That, you yeah. got rid of Darius. You got rid of Darius Slay. You replaced Darius Slay. You got what you got from the Eagles for Darius Slay, and that's what you're left well, with. Exactly. Basically, you, did, like... you did get a younger player, cheaper, wasn't, wasn't going to ask that much money because he's on a rookie contract. So, I mean, li- Darius Slay is a big making, loss. The Lions aren't making any moves, so I don't know what their worry is with salary cap or whatever. But, I mean – I mean, to, I, I, it just it, it feels like we've gone nowhere. And I, I get that the Lions, we have, I think we're 31st in uh, passing yards allowed. And it's, it, don't get me wrong, we do need, it, considering that we are that low in the pass, uh, in the passing department, we do need some more DBs. But I just feel like we went nowhere with this pick. So, Zedric, who would you have rather seen the Lions take at number three? Honestly, I wouldn't want to see them take – I would have loved for them to trade back. That would have been a smart move, to be honest. I really wanted them to trade back. I don't, what would they have traded for? I don't – that's that's also a good question. I, I don't know what they – it would definitely be on the defensive side of the ball because our offense is straight average right now. I, it's, mm-hmm. it's the defense that needs the most work for us considering that we only had two games where teams scored under 20 points. The whole season, yeah. And I was surprised that there weren't many trades in the top ten picks. Yeah, there was. It was like the first time since twenty thirteen. But like, like I said, I think that going looking back on it, the top ten picks were very straightforward. And I think that partially had to do with the fact that everyone's using virtual drafts now, and it's very hard to communicate with other GMs and stuff. But the first top ten picks were very straightforward. You did see trades later tonight, but there definitely was nothing huge. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to get into it, I'd like to talk about what I think was the biggest draft choice of the night, which was Jordan Love to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I definitely – that was one that stuck out to me a lot. Especially I actually like – I like the pick. I – You I, I you like, like the pick, I Richard? like the pick. Richard, it's a giant gamble. It is a giant gamble, but if you look at it, I don't know if this comparison means anything. But Brett Favre, while he was at the same age as Aaron Rodgers is now, they drafted Aaron Rodgers in the draft um, when they had Brett Favre, like they had a franchise quarterback. But they did. Aaron Rodgers' play style is just like he's he's up there in age. Aaron Rodgers is not the young, flashy quarterback. He's like he's a veteran. He's established. And like his play style is very risky. He run. He likes to run a lot. He's like very high maintenance. And like you don't know how long you can have a player of his caliber without like he's one bad injury away from like losing everything. See, I, he is. But Jordan Jordan loves just such a big game. I saw this pick as the Packers trying to at least begin a new era, because yeah. once they've once they have made this pick. You're telling Aaron Rodgers your time is coming up, bro. He said he wants to. He said he wants to play for the next four years. But granted, if you're already starting to try and find that new franchise quarterback, it's kind of telling him like, "Hey, we're we're kind of losing hope and winning anytime soon." So for for the front office, in there at least from an outsider's perspective, it seems like they're starting to transition back into it because a lot of the guys on their team are older now. They want to start back that new young team and basically build up a whole new era, which will come after Aaron Rodgers. So I feel like 
this pick, or in a way, is just saying that we've kind of gave up on these next four years. We're just going to start the rebuilding now. So I agree to a certain extent. The only problem I have with this pick is Jordan Love needs a lot of work. And he's not going to get that under Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is still going to be the guy in Green Bay. And they're going to be focusing on Aaron Rodgers. And Jordan Love's not going to get – because I, I love Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to mentor Jordan no. Love on how to become no. the new perfect quarterback. So, basically, Jordan Love's just going to become an NFL backup for the next four years or however long in, um, Aaron Rodgers is there. Or as soon you as Aaron could Rodgers just, is done, you Jordan could. Love's going to have to get plugged in. And I don't think that's going to work out for Green Bay. I would have loved to see them get a weapon for Aaron Rodgers here because it's just Devontae Adams in the passing game right now. Aaron Rodgers needs some help there. I would have much rather – there's still plenty of wide receivers still on the board. We'll get to that a little bit later. But – I don't know about this pick. I think it's very risky for the Packers. I understand the whole far to Rodgers and hoping that kind of trend continues. But Jordan loves just such a question mark. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you I, could I, I, see the Packers later on trade Jordan Love. That could be a possibility. Um, you could you could see it as like when um, the Cardinals drafted um, Josh Rosen and later traded him on traded him away when they picked up a new another quarterback. Uh, oh yeah, but future. I think that but you could see Jordan Love get traded for like a piece, like a wide receiver or a running back or something on that on that offensive side of the ball. If I'm Aaron Rodgers right now, I would be a little upset because he's not he doesn't have that many years left. He says he can do four, but you don't know like if he can really do four. So like you kind of wanted He's been kind of just pushing to the edge in these past few seasons with injuries, so I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, but regardless, Aaron Rodgers is still a great passer. I think that this was a bad move from the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has done so much for your franchise, and I think this is the wrong plan for right now. I don't think I think, I think that if you were going to get a quarterback, you still have years left with Aaron Rodgers. You should have waited, waited till you found there was a better quarterback class than this one and gotten a better guy for your future, because I just don't see Jordan Love doing that for the Packers. Should we go to the first running back drafted, which was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who if Richard, I'm not mistaken, we both had as our fourth-ranked running back in this draft class? Correct. What did you guys think of that pick? Uh, Richard, you want to start off? (laughs) I was very, very shocked. Because as okay, so I don't really have a college team, but the college team I pulled for the past few years is Georgia. So I was a huge believer in DeAndre Swift's ability because he had like he sat behind very good running backs such as like um, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. So like he got and like those two running backs have like been pretty good products in the NFL. So he's learned from like some of the some of the best. And I for sure I could have put money. DeAndre Swift would have been the first running back off the board. But the Chiefs hit us with a big well the Chiefs don't really need I think the Chiefs just went with like what whatever guy they like. Uh, whoever was first on their uh, draft board. And it's not really I don't think he's going to, like, have a – they have De'Aaron Williams, De'Aaron, De'Aaron Williams, Williams there. Um, Damian Williams, sorry. 
he's there. So, like, who knows if um, he'll even play. But I think um, the Chiefs, this was just like a whatever pick for them. They didn't really need help on – they just came off the Super Bowl. Everybody's pretty much coming back. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I kind of would rather have seen the Chiefs take a probably DB here at this pick. But yeah. if they were going to go with the running back, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did really shock me. I feel like in the Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes, a guy like Jonathan Taylor would have been a little bit of a better pick. Jonathan Taylor is definitely a little bit better at getting out of the backfield. DeAndre Swift, passes. I think, is the best receiving back in this draft. That's a different conversation. But either way, I feel like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is definitely not the guy I would have gone with there. I think you have three running backs that are all better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I was very interested to see them take him. Yeah. Um, I, the one we'll thing see. I just like hearing other people like talk about this pick. I I think the one thing that would be a reason for Hilaire is just that they are such a pass heavy team, which uh, this guy can catch balls, he can run routes. Even though he's not that great in the backfield, I think that would lead them to pick him over other running backs on the board. Is it, it, it is it still that great of a pick? It's, uh, that's not. I don't think it's a bad pick. It, it's just. It depends on where you go with it, really. Yeah, I agree. I think that they have Damian Williams there already, and I feel like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the second Damian Williams, if I'm being – like, Damian Williams is not a star. He gets the job done, but he's not a star. And I feel like drafting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you just have two guys that get the job done now in Kansas City. So I think that's what they did with that pick. Yeah. All right. Arguably one of the most popular positions for the draft was wide receiver, starting with Henry Ruggs. At 12, going to the Raiders, we saw Judy, Lamb, Rager, Jefferson, and then Ayuk from Arizona State. Richard, who do you think is the best receiver that went in round one? Um, Best receiver that went in round one, like, to, the, like, their team, like, best fit? Just best overall, best overall receiver, I'd say. Best overall receiver was Jerry Judy. Um, okay. I think, well, I'm talking about, like, Scheme and everything, like going to the Broncos, I think was really good. Um, because he'll be plugged in as maybe number one, they have quarter so seven, but you, I think with Drew Locke Judy, there, you have Judy, Ruggs? yes, yeah, he is, he is Judy number one. Um, what do we think of Jalen Rieger going over Justin Jefferson to the Philadelphia Eagles? That gave me a really big shock. Because the Eagles, a big need for them was wide receiver. Like, everybody on their team has been hurt. So, a big thing I think they should have gone for was um, probably a wide receiver. But uh, Richard, Jalen Rieger is a wide receiver. I know, but, like, I'm talking about Justin Jefferson, I think, was better, a better option for them. I agree. And we're talking about the same Philadelphia Eagles, though, that last year – Drafted JJ, I think his last name's Whiteside, Arcade, so whatever, over DK Metcalf and guys like that. So the Eagles definitely have their own interesting way of drafting. And I think that definitely showed right here. Um, I think the, Gabo- the Cowboys picked CeeDee Lamb because CeeDee Lamb was on the board. Yeah. I don't think they had a giant need for him. I think they picked him to slight the Eagles and just because he was still on the board. I think they drafted him just so the Eagles wouldn't. No, it wasn't before that, was it? I think it was. Yeah, just- they were. Yeah, it was just like the Eagles. Yeah, um, but who was it? Who was it a few years ago that the Eagles traded traded to get in front of the Cowboys? They took um, oh shit, I'm forgetting his name. I know what you're talking about. I think it was a tight end. Uh, yeah, Dallas Goddard. Goddard, maybe? yeah, Goddard. 
It's yeah, like, I it's remember like the, the same Eagles. thing, but back in their way. But yeah, if we're looking at this now, like heading into the season, there is no excuse for a the Cowboys not to win the NFC East. There's no excuse. I agree. And, I think unless Dak, unless you Dak should have a good year. Yeah, unless they're just trying to build up with another. Dak has no excuse. No unless they're unless all. they're trying to build up another just big name player into their franchise to be alongside like Dak and Aze- and Elliot, uh, it's just it, it it's kind of just a pick just to have him. I, I don't see as much of an influence. I and then, there's no reason for Dak Prescott with all these weapons. You have Zeke, you have probably now the best receiving core in the NFL. You have one of the best O line in the NFL. If Dak Prescott cannot win the division, or at least get a first or second seed in the NFC, Dak Prescott is a certified bum because he has so much around him. I agree. Um, and then I think Brandon Ayuk going 25th to the San Francisco 49ers is an interesting pick. He's kind of a guy – I mean, an 81-inch wingspan is impressive no matter who you are. 5'9". But he's a guy that – but I mean, 5'11", kind of sorry. 5'11", yeah. He's a guy that – not many people had like high on their list, but I guess the 49ers liked him. I kind of like Denzel Mims. I'm surprised he's still on the board. You had guys like T. Higgins that are all still on the board. What do you guys think of Brandon Ayuk with his 81 inch wingspan? I really like it. He's a short receiver with really long arms. Um, so, and he has that quickness. Um, long wingspan equals you're going to win some of those jump balls. Like, you're going to be pretty good on that. So I like the pick that I feel like he's I don't the think, 49ers. I don't think he's gonna become their number one wide receiver anytime soon, but they could definitely build him into someone just a supporting cast for Sanders. And then Richard, I know me and you were talking about who's gonna get drafted next the whole night. We said the name Xavier McKinney a lot last night. One we name did. that was not called by Roger Goodell was Xavier McKinney. Yes. That kind of surprised me. A lot. There was a lot of teams on in the first round who um, had safety needs. I thought for sure the the Dolphins would have taken him at thirty, but they decided to go with Noah. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Yeah, um, out of Auburn. That really shocked me. Um, I could have even seen the Vikings taking Xavier McKenzie McKenney. Um, mm-hmm. they went with the corner as well, so I don't, I don't know what's going on. I would have liked to seen the Chiefs take him instead of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I, I mean, would have seen that too. He had a four. To pair him up with Tyron Matthew. He had a four six forty, which I can kind of see turn some teams off, but I think that the, all the skill sets there you need. I mean, you don't want to use the name only, but he did go to Alabama. That's not exactly the worst thing in the world. I feel like I'm kind of surprised he's going to be in the second round of the earliest. That one's a shock to me. Um, all right. So Whatever second round team gets him is getting a steal. I agree. I think if he falls, obviously my team's Carolina Panthers. I think if he falls that far, that's an easy pick for the Panthers. They could use some safety help with Xavier McKinney. Honestly, but, um, one, one team I'm just excited for next season. I, I'm, I'm just so excited for the Cardinals defense next season. I I I'm still stuck inside Isaiah Simmons' pick. I I think they got a steal having him drop all the way to eighth. I think the Cardinals as a team are going to be 
Very underrated next year. Oh, they yeah. revamped that front seven in the they, free agency. They turned their team them. around so fast, and that's why I'm impressed. I'm with. not sold. I'm not sold on the Cardinals. I that's... like I like Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is a very underrated quarterback. Oh, wait, in the NFL. never mind. I'm an idiot. I just forgot. I was just about to say they still don't have like receivers, and then I just forgot they just got DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. Running back is I mean Larry Larry Fitzgerald. If I'm if I'm the Cardinals, if I'm the Cardinals and I see DeAndre Swift or J.K. Dobbins in the second round, I'm picking up one of the two. I think the Cardinals need running back. Considering Kyle Murray's size, I think the Cardinals need to pick up some O linemen in the uh, second round. The Cardinals do not have a second round pick. Their next pick is seventy second. Do they not seventy second? It's the eighth pick in the third round. So, Jonathan Taylor could fall to them in the third. They traded their second round pick to the Texans for Hopkins. So but uh, that, I think the Cardinals, that was a, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. But I think the Cardinals are a team that's very underrated, and they're a team to watch in the uh, NFC West this year. Right. So I think that it'll be interesting to see how they do. I agree with Cedric. That defense is going to be I scary. Just, I love having Peterson and now having Simmons both running their defense. I think that's just going to be very exciting to watch. Oh, I totally agree. I think that. A lot of picks in this draft were to sure up already strong positions. Like the Saints took uh, Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan to kind of hold up the line for Drew Brees. The Titans took Isaiah Wilson out of um, Georgia to strengthen up the line for Derrick Henry. <clears throat> I think a lot of what you saw in the later parts of the draft were to kind of sure up positions for teams like CeeDee Lamb to the Cowboys. I feel like these were picks that weren't necessarily team needs, but now it shores up that position for yeah. each team. Oh, yeah, I feel like nothing super crazy happened this draft other than just Jordan Love. That's just the big question mark from all of this, I feel. Jordan Love was a big question mark. All right, so there were four quarterbacks taken in the first round. You had Joe Burrow to Cincinnati. You had yeah. Tua Tagovailoa to Miami. You had Justin Herbert to the Chargers. And you had Jordan Love to the Packers. Who do you guys think is going to be the best out of that group right there? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert? Why is Justin Herbert? He's going to be a day one starter. I believe he's going to beat out. Um, are we? Are we? Tyrod Taylor. Are we talking about Tyrod Taylor? He is beating. Are we talking about best in their rookie we, season or like best career? Because I feel that's going to be two completely different. Things. I mean, best fit for the team they're on right now. Right now. Well, best best rookie season and best career. It's going to be uh, um, Justin Herbert. Um, I believe Justin Herbert is going into a system where they have one of the better offenses in the league. He has uh, Mike um, Mike Williams, and he also has Keenan Allen. These are two really elite wide receivers. Hunter Henry's coming off the ACL injury, so he's coming back. Um, he was one of the better tight ends in the 2018 season. O line is a little bit of a concern. They did lose Melvin Ingram. Um, I think their running back is Austin Eckler. Um, their defense is very elite. They have Derwin James, um, Joey – no, yes, Joey Bosa. Um, so they have a pretty good defense. So the defense is going to help out the offense and put um, Justin Herbert with, like, better p- field position. And I just think he'll develop well into that system. Zedrick, your take? Uh, I, I have to go. I think, I think the best choice – I, I think it's going to be Joe Burrow. Mainly because... Joe Burrow? Tua, I still have the whole, I don't know about his injury. 
it, 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 that's always been the talk about him for these pa- past just however long. I I think Joe Burrow is he's the most NFL ready out of all those quarterbacks. I feel like he's gonna have a smooth transition into the league. So, as much as I want to go with my boy Tua, I'm gonna have to agree with Zedrick. I think it is going to be Joe Burrow just because I like that he still has A.J. Green in Cincinnati. He's got a decent running game to take pressure off him if he needs it. Um, only reason I'm not going with Tua is there are obviously health concerns. We don't know about the hip. He has had an injury play college career. And then just the weapons that are going to be around him in Miami. Miami's not a bad team. They still have Devontae Parker. But there's just a lot of like offensive question marks in Miami that I'm not sure if that's going to be resolved immediately for Tua. I think Joe Burrow's in a position where he can win right away with Cincinnati. They do are in the division with the Ravens and the Steelers. But I think the Bengals can definitely turn some heads and make a decent season this year. I don't think Justin Herbert's going to be a bad pick. I think he does have to be Tyrod Taylor out for the starting job. Tyrod's obviously been there in that system for a while. And Tyrod's not a bad quarterback. He's a little inconsistent at times, but he's not a bad quarterback. I think Herbert's got to beat him out first. And once he does that, it'll be interesting to see. Yep. So, I think Herb, if Herbert doesn't beat him out day one, I think he will beat him out sometime during the season. Um, I think it's going to be kind of like a Baker Mayfield situation where Baker Mayfield beat out Tyrod Taylor um, a couple weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert has the best. He, I think Justin Herbert – got drafted to the best team out of all the quarterbacks to be put in. Like, he got put in the right situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what do we think of the Patriots drafting, trading out of round one? Obviously, Tom Brady's not there anymore. They have Jared Stidham there. I don't think he's the quarterback of the future. What are the Patriots thinking there? I think they need to take a quarterback. You guys can tell me I'm wrong. I uh, see Jalen Hurts or Jake Fromm, one or the other. I think it's the I Patriots agree. also. If anything, the Patriots choosing Jordan Love would make more sense than the Packers, just having a sense of that new quarterback coming into the system. But, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. It's a new era for the Patriots. They need to start young again. I agree. Um, Any big expectations you guys have for round two? Of the draft today, uh, not, I uh, expect... not really. I'm not. I'm not big into knowing really what to expect in these later parts, of, later past first round. But I don't know. We'll see. I expect to see Richard. Um, just just because I'm a Redskins fan, I expect to see Trent Williams getting traded for a second round pick to address. Um. Uh, something on the secondary or a wide receiver or and I expect to see at least three or four running backs off the board in the second round. All right. All right. Um boys, what was your favorite or what do you think was the best like fit pick of the draft? Who fits best in the team they were drafted to? I just yeah I, I stick with Chase Young. <laughs> Chase Young. Chase Young. Chase Young I think is my favorite a... coming into the draft. He, he still is coming out. I think I think he'll do great things with the Redskins. It's just a matter if the Redskins can actually build around that now. I think that's a good consensus pick. Richard, do you have anything different to say no, about that? 
I don't, because I, uh, I Venmoed you five bucks for a jersey last night. <laughs> the only reason why I think Taysom is going to be the best fit, Ron Rivera is a very big defensive-minded coach. And the Redskins last year ran a 3-4 defense, um, which that means three D mm-hmm. linemen and four linebackers. And this year with Ron Rivera, it's going to be a 4-3 defense with four D linemen and three linebackers in the backfield. So Chase Young is going to play natural position as one of the defensive ends. So I think he's going to flourish. I agree. All right, uh, Zedric, any closing thoughts you have from the first round of the NFL draft? Anything you're looking forward to in the future? Roll lines. That's all. <laughs> I got nothing. All right, R- Richard, any closing thoughts? Um, I think that Jordan Love will be – Then I think, I believe, he is going to be one of the great – next great Packers. And I think Justin Herbert's going to be the best quarterback in this class. All right. Well, it's a bold prediction from Richard. I would say looking ahead to round two, if I had to put a focus on certain groups, I definitely think running backs are going to start dropping off the board. I think receivers are still going to be consistent. I think we're going to see some more DBs too. I, receivers and DBs, these are one of the deepest like drafts I've ever seen. You still have Xavier McKinney, Grant Delpit, Derek Stanley Jr. There's so many guys left on the board as far as defensive backs go. And then receivers, T. Higgins, um, Chase Claypool, Denzel Mims. You just have so many guys that are still on the board. And then obviously the running backs. The big three that we talked about in our pre-draft show, still on the board. J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift. And there's some very good sleeper running backs, too, that are still out there. So I think those are three positions that I think you're going to see a lot more of tonight. And I'm really excited to see what happens tonight. So that was our round one draft analysis from the Red Shirt Podcast. Anything else you guys want to add? Nah. No, I'm good. All right. Well, good episode. We'll come back later probably with a round two and three and the rest of the draft wrap-up. And we'll be coming out to you later with the last dance episode three and four episode. So if stay you tuned like, for those. This was the Red Shirt like Podcast. Young boy, you <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> Can you please cut? Don't that? cut that. That that that's great. Hey, uh, this is Zedrick after the podcast, and uh, yeah, I cut it. Sorry, Richard. <laughs>